Fantasy Focus Football. It is Friday, September 8th. I am joined by Field Jates and Mike Clay. My name is Daniel Dopp. Today's show was presented by Geico. Switch to Geico. See all the ways that you could save. We are ready to preview week one of the NFL on today's show. Incorrect. We are not. Because before we can preview week one, we need to go ahead and crown the Detroit Lions Super Bowl champions, baby. First place. I feel a little bit of uh, this is you trying to earn your way back into my good graces after not taking the Lions <laughs> yes. on the show Wait yesterday. A I tuned into the show yesterday, and you said I picked the Lions, so I'm standing by that. That's, That's a yeah. nice job, Mike. Yeah, I nailed that. You. I nailed you that knew it the entire time. Really nice. That's right. I mean, you crush it, so thank yeah. you for that. I'll tell you what. I'm going to say this really quickly. I think this is the biggest Lions victory in the history of my life. I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to lie about this. I, I think <laughs> wow. that when I really? think about what this Detroit Lions team has looked like and how bad we have been for hmm. decade upon decade. Mm-hmm. In spite of the fact that we had great talent and Barry Sanders and Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson, we have never had, I feel like, a career franchise defining win like we had here in week one at Arrowhead Stadium taking down Patrick Mahomes. Let's go. But I have a question for you guys. Now, let's spin to the opposite side of the spectrum. If the season ended today and we're close to it being over, Chiefs would be last place. They would have the first pick in the 2024 NFL draft. Wow. What are they going to do there? do Do they take Caleb Williams and trade Patrick Mahomes? Imagine if you could parlay Patrick Mahomes into like two thirds and a seventh next draft. And a seventh. That's that's would a tough you do ball. that to the yeah, Bucks? You gotta maybe think about it. You got to think about All it. Right, you gotta, so look, they clearly had uh, some wide receiver issues last night. So. Oh yes, they did. Maybe wow. they could trade down like a spot and take Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, then, that's an idea and pair him with Patrick that. Mahomes. That sounds okay. like a plan. Actually, right. Patrick Mahomes' job remains secure. Remains secure. Oh my gosh. We talk about it though. Twenty-one twenty. Win for your boys. Unbelievable game last night. I want to say this really quickly. Not fantasy related, but Aiden Hutchinson in his second year looked fantastic. Even though Juwan Taylor was cheating all night long. Wow. Technically, no. Technically, no. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll see about that one. Like they called him out of finally, like at the end of the game when it was all on the line. Literally, technically not. I mean, by the book, he was doing things that were within his parameters. It was just one of those rules that not a lot of us are familiar with. And there's no worse time to like sort of to, to walk right to the boundary of a rule than Thursday night football in week one because everybody's watching watching the game. So that was what happened last night with Juwan Taylor. You want to dive into some fantasy takeaways? Yeah, let's talk about a couple of things. I think the Detroit Lions are basically on their way to winning this Trophy Smack belt, though, Field. If you want to go and be like the Detroit Lions, head on over to trophysmack.com. You can grab this uh, belt for 10% off. Use the code FOCUSBELT. Okay. The Detroit Lions, though, last night looked fantastic, I feel like, on offense in their win. A couple things I want to talk about. Amon Ross St. Brown looked like Amon Ross St. Brown. Don't really need to go into a whole lot there. This Lions running back room. We saw a heck of a lot of David Montgomery field Yates. We are really excited to see what Jameer Gibbs could be in this offense, but it looked like week one, they wanted to let David Montgomery get the rock a little bit. 21 carries to Montgomery, seven for Jameer Gibbs. Montgomery played nearly 80% of the snap. Jameer Gibbs played under 30% of the snaps. Don't like that. Now, however, if you're looking for a silver lining here, first of all, it's week one. A lot of stuff changes from week one to week two to week three, all the way into the middle and the end of the season. Moreover, it did sort of remind us of what the preseason focus was, was that David Montgomery, even with a significant role, he had to play nearly 80% of the snaps and handle 21 carries and score a touchdown to get you 13.4 fantasy points because he was a literal zero in the passing Mm -hmm. game last night. So Montgomery was sort of the ideal RB2 target for those that went hero RB or maybe a zero RB target. Meanwhile, Jameer Gibbs 
looked good in the passing game, didn't play all that much, Mike, but we think there's a chance he starts to play more and more, perhaps as soon as next week. Yeah. I think this might be the widest ratio we see this season. I, I think maybe the time it might not be is if they're just blowing someone out right out of the gate. Sure. They want to run yeah. Montgomery between the tackles, but uh, yeah, I mean, the gap's going to get closer. Now is the chance. Look, if someone in your league is panicking, a lot of people are panicking right now. You have to go after Gibbs right now. He sure. was drafted in the middle of the first round of the draft. He looked like the better player. He was terrific. He's oh, good in the passing game. Explosiveness. He's so Off- fast. Yeah. Uh, you know, the offense is good. The offensive line is great. All the things we loved about him in the offseason are still true about Jamar Gibbs. And there was reports that he would be brought on slowly anyway. So this isn't a total shock at all. I expect better days ahead. Yeah. I mean, if you get a window to get him on your team, now you do. Almost got in the end zone. Honestly, he tripped up there inside the 10-yard yeah. line. He had a shot to be able to get in the end zone. Amon Ra ended up scoring there. But let's move ahead and talk about the Chiefs because I think this is really where the big conversation is at. We thought without Travis Kelsey being there for Patrick Mahomes, one of these other pass catchers was going to step up, Mike. And we didn't really see a pass catcher step up in that stead. Tell me about Sky Moore. MVS had a nice catch at one point. He did, yeah. yeah, Justin Watson did. Sky Moore and Kadarius. All started, right? Right, of course, yeah. Sky Moore was the guy that we were all in on. He was the one that we were talking about. Very disappointing. Kadarius, Tony, also disappointing. But let's start with Sky Moore. I'll talk about Tony after you're done with. You go Sky Moore first. Well, the good news about Sky Moore is he played 69% of the snaps, which was the highest among all of the wide receivers. Uh, The bad news is he had three targets and did not catch any of them Uh last night. So... Uh, I, this is what I would say about Sky Moore. Just hold tight. Like yeah. You're not going to want to put him in your lineup necessarily next week, but he should stay on your bench for now. Don't panic. He did still play most of the snaps at wide receiver. That's a good sign moving forward. They're going to use a lot of guys. Yeah. It's going to be up and down. It's going to be a little boom bust. But we saw that last year with Juju Smith-Schuster, who yep. ended up serviceable at times. So I would say... Hold tight for now. My mic's a little like this. The, it's a little awkward right now. Bear with me. I'm t- uh, for Gadarius Tony. Oh, so drop Whoa. that one. That was a drop there. Just dropped. Sorry. My mic. I might have heard, is it working? Tony, catch the football. It might not be working anymore, but catch the football, Kadarius. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Kadarius Tony, man. Wow. Here's what I'll say. The next time someone says something to the effect of, like, he's so tantalizing, he's got as much talent as anybody in the NFL, just tell them, no, he doesn't. No. And when Kadarius Tony starts to be consistent, <laughs> we can come back and revisit this conversation. But until he shows that, he should not be in your lineup. As cool as he might mm. seem when you watch his YouTube highlights, it just has not come together for Kadarius Tony. So uh, right now, Sky Moore remains. The Chiefs wide receiver you want to honor. By the way, one, roster. two, three, four, five. He was sixth in line at wide receiver yeah. in snaps yeah. for them last night. Wow. He only played twenty six percent of the snaps. Another reason to keep him out of your lineup. If I broke that microphone because I dropped it, ESPN can bill me. Yes. <laughs> worth it. We got so Tony. Worth it. I probably moved a little early on that play. Anyways, field no big deal. <laughs> wow, oh, that's all right. Wow. Uh, last last thing here. Chiefs backfield. I thought that Isaiah Pacheco, I, I was encouraged by four catches last night. Yes. And agreed. designed plays. These were not dump offs by Patrick Mahomes. I thought he got a little bit less rushing utilization than I expected, but I think he kind of settled into what I had as a forecast for him coming into this year. Like mm-hmm. a, a low end RB2 in a 12 team league, a, a better flex play than RB2 play. Yeah, and CH got the start. That should not be surprising. That was the expectation yep. because Pacheco is hurt and missed so much time in the offseason. And then quickly, Pacheco showed why he took the job last year. Yep. The same reason he took the job last night. He's the better running back. But you're right. That was huge. The four targets, 
something to keep an eye on. If he keeps that up, this could be an every week RB2. Please come back, Travis Kelsey. Sounds no, like he'll man. be back next week, by the way, which is good. 10 days between last night and their week two matchup with the Jaguars. We expect him on the field for week two. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is still unbelievable, even without Travis Kelsey out there. But like this offense absolutely needs Kelsey to be able to be there with everybody. By the yeah, way, Patrick Mahomes deserves two points back. Kadarius Tony deserves two fewer <laughs> points because that was not a Patrick Mahomes pick six. Dude, yeah. that Brian Branch pick six. How many, how many rookies get a pick six against Patrick Mahomes in their first? First game ever, like what an unbelievable night for to Brian point, Yeah, the first player, any rookie, to return a touchdown, return interception for a touchdown in his first game since Mike Hughes back in 2018. For Not that. to wow. mention uh, Rice for Kansas City, his Rice. first game. Even he was a backup uh, wide receiver in this game. Yeah. He had and four catches on 12 yeah. routes or something. Yeah, like that. He, yeah, he did, but he scored a touchdown yeah. too in yes, his first did. NFL yeah. game yes, as well. Was so mentioned cool. last week on the podcast. Yeah. All right, Field Jates, Mike Clay. My name is Daniel Dopp here on Fantasy Focus. We're doing our week one preview, diving in with some of the biggest topics of the week. We're yep. going to start with the Rams. Cooper Cup officially ruled out yes. for week one, Field Yates, which is tough because when I look at these Rams pass catchers, I don't have a ton of confidence in anyone not named Cooper Cup on this roster. If there was someone that you were going to look at, yeah. is there a pass catcher that you would consider starting here in week one? I expect that Tyler Higby has a very good shot of leading this team in targets this mm-hmm. upcoming Sunday against the Seahawks, who, by the way, have an awesome offense. They could be putting up a bunch of points against of points. this Rams defense. Yep. So Higby, lock him in. Tight end starter for me. I've got him as tight end six on my board. The next best bet to me would be Van Jefferson, who's this is going to sound crazy because he's still a young player who doesn't have much of a resume, but he's their most accomplished receiver, not named <laughs> Cooper Cup. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I get that might be damning with faint praise, but I've got Van Jefferson uh, as I had it written down here, and now I have lost where I had him ranked. But yes, uh, bottom line for me is that Van Jefferson is like mid-tier wide receiver four option. Not a mm-hmm. lock-it-in starter by any stretch, but for me, the most likely bet to lead the Rams in running, excuse me, receiver routes and probably targets as well. Yeah, Jefferson, a lot of what he did last season was without Matthew Stafford, who sure. missed the second mm-hmm. half of the season, but he was still inside the top 50 in uh, in fantasy points per game. And now there's no Cooper Cup here. He's going to see, and he's a vertical threat too. So yeah, he's yeah. probably he's the best chance of this group to catch uh, a random longer touchdown or a 45-yard catch, something like that. So uh, yeah, I, I don't feel great about it, but if you, you need a flex, maybe you do if you had Cooper Cup or Jerry Judy doesn't play or Terry McLaurin doesn't play or something <laughs> like that. This is a kind of a desperation option. And by the way, yeah. I'm with you on Higby. Fifth and catches at tight end yes. last yeah. year, and his target share should be up with Cup out. Higby's the guy I'm looking at here. Ideally, because it's week one, you should be able to have better options in my mind than Van Jefferson because you don't have it, guys on buys and whatnot. But if you need him, I would agree. Available yeah. there. 10 for team you. league, no. 12 team league, maybe. Maybe. Uh, if you did yeah. not attack that wide receiver spot. But the question you'd be having is like, would you rather roll the dice on like a Zay Flowers in week one as opposed mm-hmm. to somebody like Van Jefferson, who I think people feel like Flowers is more exciting and has more upside? Yeah. yeah, come on. It's a fun let's, game, right? Exactly. Yeah, it is what we're here fun. for. That's I, right. I, I want Zay As we saw last yeah. night with a rookie, an exciting rookie, you have to play them because, of That's course, the they're going to have a huge role. And now we have Bijan Robinson we're going to talk about I here. missed one. Yes. Uh, here's the thing. We just we start watched. Him? You, start I think him? you should. We just saw... We just saw Jameer Gibbs not get as many touches. I was as we just going to say, if he plays twenty seven percent of the snaps, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, you're you're going to go through the roof. I know that. First Lose of all, fired. we've talked about fire. This. We'll uh, be firing people. Yeah, not that will. it's our job to do so. <laughs> it's but. over. Just, no, but this one though, like the forecast, like they have been tipping their hand on this one. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be the Bijan Robinson show mm-hmm. on Sunday and probably the entire season. I just will tell you the enthusiasm that I continue to hear from Atlanta, and I know he's the eighth overall pick. You should be excited about him. The enthusiasm that I hear has grown throughout the preseason. This yep. guy might already be the best player on this roster, not named Grady Jarrett. He is an absolute freak. He should mash. He should, even if he doesn't have 
95% of the running back touches. And Mike has talked about how like Tyler Algier can have what a 30% role. He can have 10 or 11 carries and Bijan will be just fine yeah, in the 15 fine. to 20 yeah. range. There, so, I'm not worried about that at all. We're not really debating whether or not we're starting Bijan Robinson. I think we're just here to tell you like we are also fans too. And when you have the most exciting rookie since Saquon Barkley in 2018, I'm fired up to see how they deploy him because yep. I think it might be, I know the Falcons have earned a reputation over the past couple of seasons of not exactly maximizing these star players. Maybe Bijan just absolutely mashes, not just as a runner, but as a receiver too. And all of a sudden we start to feel better about Arthur Smith and this play calling staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm worried about my projection for Bijan in the offseason. I'm worried that like I was too high on the carries, but too low on the targets. Sure, so, like, yeah. Does he have an so special in that type regard, yeah. season? He could have 150 carries this year, which you're like, that's not a lot. But if, right. he, but if he has 80 catches, yeah. he's fine. He's going to be in mid-range at worst RB1. So I'm, I'm with you. But the rest of the players on this offense, dude, it, how I, are we feeling? I, so if I'm looking at these pass catchers, I probably feel a little bit better about deploying Kyle Pitts in the tight end position just because of how thin tight end right. you is. You might have a choice. Right. Yeah. Rather yeah. than Drake London. I mean, so I'm starting. I have Kyle Pitts. I think we all do have Kyle Pitts as a starter at tight end mm -hmm. this year or this week. Excuse me. Week one taking on the Panthers. I think Drake London is really the question is, are you thinking about him in your flex? I think he's a top, yeah. you know, a top 30 wide receiver for all of us, but I don't have great vibes here because in part, like you talked about, I want to see how they're going to use Bijan Robinson. I want to see how they're going to deploy him. And is this going to be a game where they want to see what they got in the rookie? So what do you that's think? a tough one for me. I think he's in my top 30. I'm starting him. I'm sorry. He's really talented. And the, we pick on the Falcons for last year and them not getting the ball in the hands of these guys enough. Part of it was the inaccuracy, the quarterback. Part of it was the low volume passing game. But 56% of their targets. So when they threw the ball over half the time, went to two guys. Yeah, It was Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Now you're going to add a third guy, but I don't think really anyone else is going to get the ball in the passing game. Maybe here or there for Cordero Patterson, Mac Holmes, a yeah. couple of yeah. games like they're going to feature these three guys, and I think that'll be enough. And the expectation is they're going to score more points, that this sure. will be a better offense. It was actually more efficient than you realize last season. So I'm, I do have some quarterback concerns. I have some volume ceiling concerns, but these three guys will be featured. We saw them try to do that last year with two guys. Not worried. London should be in lineup. Yeah, and by the way, London down the stretch. Now, granted, without Kyle Pitts, and yes, it's last year, but when uh, Desmond Ritter took over as a starter, he heavily featured Drake London. Like there was a saturation of targets. If you go back and look at his last four or five games of last season, it became the Drake London show in that Falcons passing game. I'm just letting people know that I'm being prepared to be let down over the weekend by Kyle Pitts. You know why? Because I got a lot of scar tissue from last year. You know what? That's just the reality. A lot of scar tissue from last year. So if Kyle Pitts comes out on Sunday and has two catches for 17 yards, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to be that mad because I prepared myself mentally. I'm doing this for you. Me, man of the people, is just telling you. I've got him as a starting tight end, but if something bad happens on Sunday with a very pedestrian output, just know that I'm here for you, and I prepared you mentally for this moment. So who's the guy you're not prepared for? Is that Bijan? Uh, in that offense? Yeah. So, I mean, you're not prepared to be okay with it. Like, you're going to lose your mind. Uh, if Bijan doesn't have, you know, <laughs> I think between, that's the guy. Oh, the opposite if it's guys. 18, if it's, if it's like 12 carries and two targets for Bijan, I will be not happy on Monday. Okay. We'll I mean, hear about it. kind of see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah <laughs> Not good. Not me, not mean, mean, mean fighting machine. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even speak. All right. Let's move ahead and talk about the Baltimore Ravens. We are really excited. One of the things we've yeah. been talking about all offseason long, Todd Munkin and this Lamar Jackson led offense, Mike Clay, mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson plays the Houston Texans. Are they a good defense? Well, it depends. I mean, it's tricky, right? Last year, they were so bad against the run. No one really threw, about, uh, threw at them. Right. Check this out. Last year, 
they allowed the fewest touchdown catches to wide receivers. Wasn't it four? Six. Oh, six. 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 Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to receivers. I think that would probably shock a lot of people considering they weren't a very good defense. But people just ran against them, and maybe that's reason to like J.K. Dobbins in this one. But at the same time, their defense is a little different. New scheme, new players. Will Anderson, obviously a big addition. So uh, I'm not overreacting to this matchup. I view it as a plus matchup to some extent based on the personnel on that side of the ball. Lamar Jackson right now without Mahomes in our rankings is my number one quarterback for this week. Yep. We talked about Flowers. I want him in my lineup. Yep. OBJ's the flex option as well. If he plays. If he, yeah, if he plays. OBJ has now been yeah, added to the injury report, report for those that yep. may have missed it. And Mark Andrews, by the way, also on the injury report. Yeah. He has been limited each of the past two days. He missed six practices prior to Wednesday's practice. But he said yesterday, like, God willing, I'll be on the field. So I got the sense from his comments he was going to play on Sunday. He's our number one tight end with Travis Kelsey now removed. I was just going to say, if you if you take out Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, these two Ravens just Spot right in. Lamar Jackson is now QB1. Mark Andrews is tight end one, yep. in part because we think this offense is hopefully going to mash. I'm really excited what it's going to look like. We might see a little less running from Lamar Jackson this year. I think yeah. that's a fair thing to think about. But if he's going to throw the ball a little bit more, if we're going to have a little more passing volume, you're still going to be able to have that same kind of fantasy output. That's what him. we think, right? Is that like the rushing decrease will be offset by the passing increase, both in terms of efficiency and mm-hmm. volume. And so week one has a little bit of a what to watch for nature to it, right? Yep. Because we're not like yep. evaluating like, hey, last week Lamar didn't do enough of this or did more than enough of that. It's like, hey, we've been spending six months talking about this new look Ravens offense. How does it actually look when the games begin on Sunday? But I can't wait to see it because the vibes extremely high. I also think that J.K. Dobbins has himself a big old day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Mike talked about that bad run defense moreover i think that jk dobbins like over the course of the season i'm worried about him holding up and also the impact of like gus edwards getting some work here or there big sunday for uh jk dobbins mm-hmm. against the texans interesting how big do you think i don't know top 16 running backs out about right to you nope sure doesn't you okay. want to do a board bet on that? sure why not let's oh, do it what yeah You're not buying it no i'd say i think jk dobbins will Pretty easily be outside the top 20. Right? Okay, so we okay. Would just, where do we split the difference? Top 18? Sure. Let's okay, say I say J.K. Dobbins is a top 18 running back in week one. I say J.K. Dobbins will not be a top 18 running back in week one. Put, Put it on, on the board. board. Nailed it. That uh, board bet brought to you by Geico, by the way. Switch to Geico and see, see all, all the ways, ways that save. you could save. All right, let's move ahead and talk about another rookie. So many rookies that we are excited to be able to see here in week one. Yeah. Field, are you trusting Anthony Richardson to start in your quarterback position in a 10 or 12 team fantasy league. Uh, on, not by it. my rankings. What? Yeah. Come on. Oh. Exciting rookie. Come on. What? We got to play them all. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. I know this is our chance. I got him as quarterback 15. So uh, there are people that I think I've seen a couple leagues that I'm in where people did draft Anthony Richardson as their quarterback one general sense that I am getting and that I am on board with is a little bit of a wait and see approach here for Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Guarantee is going to have a couple plays that are awesome on Sunday. It's going to be the consistency, though, and I'm concerned about the passing efficiency on Sunday as well. The matchup's fine. The Jaguars are not a great defense. I don't have concerns about the Colts like just getting overwhelmed by the personnel, but this is game one for a guy who started 13 games in college, completed 53% of his passes, and until the Colts show us that they're willing to unleash him, like Shane Sykin, their offensive their head coach, did last year as Jalen Hurts' offensive coordinator in Philadelphia, then I'm not comfortable 
saying he is a lock it in must start quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm at QB 15. I agree. The, you, this is a guy you drafted after you had your starter. Yeah. Most likely, this is just an upside mid to late round flyer. You're hoping for the best. Maybe it's trade material. Maybe he turns into a star and you could start him at some point. But it's not a guy you drafted to start in week one. If you did, then that was a bold strategy. Yeah, and I, I don't mean, think any Colts this week is a lock it in. Starter. I was just gonna say that I'm not mm-hmm. starting. Any, are you starting no any of the running backs in place of JT? No, I will let uh, somebody else start. Either Deion Jackson or Evan Hull or Zach Moss. Zach Moss, if he plays, yeah, there's a chance he'll play on Sunday after that broken arm. And I've got Michael Pittman as wide receiver 35. I think Mike has been about as much of an advocate against Michael Pittman this offseason. So he he hasn't even higher than I do at wide receiver 32. He'll be the number one, and the target should be okay. The question is if he gets 10 targets, will he turn it into seven catches or turn it into four catches? Mm -hmm. That 53% completion rate at the college level is what really yeah, makes just, me nervous yeah, about Michael nervous. Pittman there. He's learn on the fly. It's going to yeah. take some time. He might be a superstar, but the passing might take a little time. Yeah, it might take some time to get there. Mm-hmm. All right. We got a little bit more from week one, but first, Field, help us pay some bills. Geico asked, I would love a chance to save some money on insurance. I would. Of course you would. When it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help, like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV, even help with homeowners or renters coverage, plus add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save it's easy simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today all right i am daniel dop here with field jason mike clay on fantasy focus previewing all of week one now we are talking the other side of this colts game we just touched on and we are looking at the jaguars trevor lawrence mike we've talked about this guys going from that second to the third year we're looking for that step i think trevor lawrence is a pretty obvious starter for all of us this week we kind of had him ranked that way through draft season anything you want to talk about because for me it's really about calvin ridley Ooh. Yeah. yeah. You like, do you like fun, Mike? I love fun. Okay, good. Just like to make sure. favorite thing. Yeah, you love fun because you are a big fun guy. That's right. Fun people start Calvin Ridley. Not fun people. Don't start Calvin Fade. Ridley. Yep. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where Ridley was drafted. No one's benching Calvin Ridley. No, no. But- I'm just saying, but they they start him without a an ounce of trepidation. All right. Yep. Fair. So I, mean, I, yeah. I was trying to do make it. a thing there. Yeah, and you just like totally <laughs> let me down. It. You're just like, I'm not gonna, a teammate. I, I mean, I, a teammate. I started Pat Mahomes last night too. I mean, yeah. like, wow. Okay. Wow. Look, so you draft these guys in the first few rounds, you start them. Yeah. We're starting Trevor Lawrence. We're starting Calvin Ridley. Oh, I know. I know. I know. The point is that like, there was a time this off season where we did wonder what the role would look like in Jacksonville, yeah. but it seems like he has cemented that number one standing. Yeah, I know. I'm with you. He's it, you're right. Going into it. I remember you, you and I like early pods. I'm going to say like, February, yep. March, we were arguing about that. Like, is it is it going to be the one for sure? Well, Christian yeah, Kirk see, that's when you guys targets. were not fun. Yeah, that, well, I guess wow. not. Wow. But it took, you know, it took some time. And Ridley, I mean, he asserted himself in training camp and preseason. He looks like the real deal. So, yeah, he's a lineup lock for sure, immediately right out of the gate. And it's a good matchup, too. The Colts traded away. Savon Gilmore, major questions at cornerback. He's going to have a great matchup. He's going to yeah. see a lot of a rookie on one side and an, a recent undrafted player on the other side. It's set up for Ridley to have a huge debut. I am so pumped to be able to watch this guy after play football for the first time in a year and a half at like an elite level. Yeah. I think it's that's one of the things I'm most excited about here in week one. The only thing that bums me out about Calvin Ridley is, is the fact that well, hold on. Oh. Is the fact that there were some other really good players on this Jaguars uh, offense fair. last year, and someone is going to have to take a hit because we think Calvin Ridley is going to be heavily involved. Field, if you're talking about these guys, I still think Christian Kirk is a potential flex play this week. I agree. Same thing with Evan Ingram. He's a starting tight end. Zay Jones, for me, is the guy 
that kind of falls out of favor here in week one. Unfortunately, that's where I have him as well, because he is a good player. The guy had over 80 catches last season. He makes yeah. nine million bucks a year. He is not some scrub. No, he's not. Third wide receiver. He'll have some games here. I, I, I have a little bit of a, sort of a 49er scent on this offense in some ways with Evan Ingram and, and Christian Kirk and Zay Jones that like, over the course of the year, I think Christian Kirk will have the most of those catches. I also think that it could be like, oh, Christian Kirk had seven catches in week one and two in week mm-hmm. two. Zay Jones might not have four catches in a game until week five, and then I'll have like four straight games with at least six catches, right? Sure. So there's going to be a bit of the unpredictable nature to this offense outside of Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley, and also Travis Etienne. That's a good problem for Jacksonville, though, because they awesome have so problem. much talent. They're a legitimate AFC competitor contender this year. But yes, for now... The two Jaguars, the one Jaguar you feel totally confident in is Calvin Ridley. Evan Ingram gets the nod, and I'm starting him as if I have him on my roster, but that's also just another reflection of how bad the tight end's correct, right? Because the possibility, Mike, of him having looked at the first 10 games of last year, the possibility of Evan Ingram having one catch on Sunday is in play. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. We he had a uh, what was it a four game stretch where he was the number one scoring tight end, or he might have been two behind Kelsey. The rest of the year he was like twenty fourth. Yeah, it was something yeah. like that. He, in play, he was people, super in play. But yeah. I, actually, that applies also to Trevor Lawrence in some ways. He was very boom bust last year. He was he did still finish top ten in all passing and rushing uh, categories of quarterback, which is why we feel good about him. Now you add Calvin Ridley. Hopefully, we get more consistency out of him. But I'm with you. I think that I, I would put Ingram in the the uh, must start the lineup lock territory. I mean, he was. He is yeah. yes, I'm just yeah. preparing I, people. I'm doing, I, I, fair enough, I'm doing yeah. the Lord's work today, right? That's when right. Kyle Pitts and Evan Ingram <laughs> don't you know, have great I games mean, on Sunday. That, that's smart. Actually, we should do more of that going into week one. Cause everyone overreacts, right? That's There's right. Panic on Mark Gibbs down or, you know, so I, I'm with you. That's my that's future fantasy analysis. is going to be like this. Hey, you know, Take I, it down I, a notch. I'm, I'm starting, I'm starting Chris Olave this weekend. That's I'm just it. telling you though, because football also is an unpredictable game. He might not have a great game. And if he doesn't, just remember that they have to come back for more next Sunday. That's How's right. that for analysis? I got that. Why don't we do this? We'll tape an entire show with like a positive spin on every yeah. player and then do the same show with the negative spin on every player. Then we'll have everything covered. We have accounted we for covered. everything. Covered our grounds. Love this it. This is the way to do it. Yeah, let's do it. Speaking of covering our Browns, you said cover our grounds. I said cover our Browns. Hey, uh, see how I moved that what forward? A superstar. Yeah. TV professional. Yeah. So I don't have that same kind of uh, excitement around this Browns quarterback position that I felt like I was going to have earlier in the offseason. We've yeah. heard a lot of stuff about Elijah Moore. Like yeah. that's the, the camp report I've been hearing is everyone loves Elijah Moore. But the question for me has been Deshaun Watson. We've been waiting to see. Mm-hmm. Struggled last year once he came back, Mike. And now to start the season, I wanted to get some positive camp reports hearing that Deshaun was out there slinging it to guys. Yeah. I don't feel like I've been hearing those things. I haven't been. And now yeah. in week one, where it's like, are you going to trust him? We drafted him to be your starter. So are you starting him here yes. in week one? I am. And I think that happens sometimes. Sometimes actually we overhype certain players. Like, for example, Anthony Richardson, when he was playing against the Eagles third stringers, yeah. and he actually didn't play that well, but had a couple of good highlight reel plays and got a lot of hype. Like, I'm not, here's why I'm not worried about Deshaun Watson. First of all, the last couple of weeks last season, he started to show it a little bit. He started to bounce back. He was also top five in rushing production at quarterback, which is yep. huge, something that he did a lot in Houston. Yep. Uh, but also... The Browns, objectively speaking, on paper, the Browns roster is loaded. That is a really you good do this team. Every year, great old. No, not you to, love them. I, I've done it before. I mean, look, the year I was on the most was the year they after they lost every game when they went zero and sixteen. Right, you were in, and next year they were five hundred. I said they'd be a five hundred team. They were. Well, oh, no, eight, I'm not. Eight, I'm know, not so holding it against you. So, but this this is the best team I think Cleveland's had in decades. I mean, they're really really stacked. They're arguably a top five team on paper. The O line is elite. 
Yeah. They bring in more pass catchers. Elijah Moore, yep. by all accounts, he is the guy getting the hype. They have Njoku. They have Cooper. Peoples-Jones is underrated. I love Cedric Tillman. I mean, they Chubb in the backfield. Yeah. I think it sets up well. I'm I'm okay that it was a quiet preseason and maybe, you know, maybe you got a little cheaper on draft day. I've got him as quarterback eight as well. He's in my mm-hmm. locks for quarterbacks. The one thing that I think we have to wonder is if, and we talked earlier about how don't overreact to week one. It's just one game, right? Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs will not be playing 27% of the snaps yep. for the entirety of the season, probably not even for the entirety of the month. Is it because of how Deshaun Watson performed last year? I believe that if he does not start strong next week, people will already be saying, you know what? I knew it. This guy mm-hmm. just thinks he's not good anymore. Time for me to pivot to a different quarterback. I'm bracing for that possibility if he struggles out of the gates here. But I do have him as a quarterback one, uh, quarterback eight on my board, but a starting quarterback this week, even in a not great matchup because that Cincinnati yeah. defense is the yeah, real deal. Yep. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing to do the Browns do what the Titans did last year. Okay in teaching their running back, who is one of the most dominant runners in the game, that you can okay. catch a couple of passes. That's what your hands are for, not just stiff-arming runners, right? I mean, Nick we, Chubb's we, good at catching the ball. We, and, and, and now that there's no Kareem Hunt there, we think that this might be a possibility. We saw the Titans do it with Derrick Henry, right? If we can get that same type of just a little bit of passing game usage for Nick Chubb, I, that's something I'm really looking forward to watching in week one, the way they're going to potentially use him. Yep. Field, let's talk about Chris Olave. You're all in on the kid. You've already been talking about how much you love the guy so much. You've got him as a top 10 guy here in week one. Yeah, I've got him as wide receiver nine. Mike has him projected for five catches and 74 yards without any touchdowns, which is only about like a third of what I haven't forecasted for. I'm thinking possible single game receiving record on Sunday. Yeah, get him uh, in your no, DFS lineup. More seriously, I love Olave this year. I've been talking about it all summer. I think the guy has all the goods to be a special, special player in this yep. week, in this league. Great, you know, a steady as they come quarterback in Derek Carr and uh quick trivia game. Uh, let's do this. We did a couple times. Uh, name a Titans cornerback, right? Christian Fulton. Okay. Oh, Beyond not that. Fair to play with Mike. Yeah, know. Mike, Mike knows yeah. everybody. Come Mike on. was like, you know, naming like, you know, the Oilers depth chart from 1986. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, they I had a uh, David Edwards as their third stringer. Um, no, but more no, seriously, string string it's, okay. anyway. it's a very thin secondary yeah. at the cornerback spot specifically. So I just think this is a good matchup. Uh, if they can block up front, Derek Carr should have plenty of opportunity to crush with Chris Olave on mm-hmm. Sunday. If this is a soft secondary, then is there any chance that you would look at Michael Thomas as a potential flex flex play, or do you want to see it before you trust it, Mike? I'd play him. I am from wide receiver 31. The good thing is last year in a similar spot, and he missed another huge chunk of a year, but in a similar spot coming off all the missed time, he was really good out of the gate. He was wide receiver two, scored, what was it, three touchdowns the first two games, saw a lot of targets. Uh, He's the one that wanted to stick around, wanted to bring in Derek Carr. There's a lot of uh, reasons for positivity here. I'm at 31. I think he's a fringe wide receiver three. Jamal Williams, a sneaky, incredibly valuable play in week one. Mm -hmm. Not only is Alvin Kamara suspended, but Kendra Miller has been banged up. He seems to be a bit iffy to play on Sunday. Who would be the next person up in this backfield? Converted wide receiver Kirk Merrick or Taysom Hill. Taysom Taysom Hill Hill filled in for Mark Ingram last year. It'll be interesting to see if they list Taysom Hill as their third quarterback for roster purposes on yeah. Sunday with those new third quarterback rules. But yeah, it's not a quarterback. thin, thin, thin backfield right now for New Orleans, which suggests that Jamal Williams should be very, very busy on Sunday. Not counting on a lot in the passing game, but he could have 22 carries on Sunday. Would not surprise me at mm-hmm. all. Titans run defense is legit, though. Yes, they are a very good run defense. Yes. I, I'm excited to so see the way that they're going to use Jamal Williams. Mama Dop specifically yeah. cannot stop talking about how much she loves Jamal Williams. Doesn't make a difference that he's in New Orleans. She's a Jamal Williams Lion fan. forever. Low That's end right. two. All right. Field Jades, Mike Clay, Daniel Dopp here on Fantasy Focus, making our way through the week one preview. Now we are on to Denver 
And we're talking about Russell Wilson here. Is this potential? Uh, are you looking at Russell Wilson without Jerry Judy? Mm. He's going to have Cortland Sutton here under center mm. as his Might main have Judy, receiver. right? He's back at practice. Well, well, maybe. Yeah, Might. Sounds yeah. iffy, but I'm not a more positive. I'm planning on Judy not playing. But when you look at this situation, when you look at Judy is, on duty, is Russell a guy that you could use as that. a as a streamer a family here in show. week one? You don't really need streamers in week one. So like, what you could, what's the I case mean, for if, starting Russell Wilson? Uh, I mean, it would have to be probably a scenario where I'm trying to think who would it be like. You know, somebody who just like took the bait on Aaron Rodgers this offseason and said, "I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna bounce back with Aaron Rodgers as he bounces back from a terrible season last year." but doesn't want to have him in their lineup against the Bills? Probably something like that. If you took both Anthony Richardson and like you waited at quarterback and maybe you have Russell Wilson, you say, hey, I want to start someone else. I think I'd roll the dice on Anthony Richardson if that was how, if I want Anthony Richardson first with Russ as as like my backup option, but Hmm. which sounds weird because I have Russ ranked a couple of spots higher. It's like a little bit more of like a floor play here because uh, there were a couple of games where that Broncos offense looked semi-competent last year, and I think at least one of them was against the Raiders. Not very good on defense. <laughs> it was, yeah. And he did finish up strong last year, new coaching, obviously, yeah, scheme of Champagne. There's reasons for optimism. And again, they're playing the Raiders, who, I mean, the only strength spot of that defense. Raiders. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. The only uh, real strength spot of that defense was edge rusher and is Chandler Jones even playing? Like uh, I don't, that would be a no. I mean, yeah, right. So that, he might not even be with the team by yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and there, they took Tyree Wilson early, but he, you know, he missed a lot of time as well. Yeah, so injury, it's yeah. Max Crosby and which is, by the I, way, that might be enough. Uh, That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, might, Max Crosby times. might be enough by himself, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm not sure that there is a single player that is considered like standout besides Crosby on that defense. Uh, so it should be a good day for Russ. Uh, I've got him as quarterback 13. You guys are both a little bit higher than me. Uh, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver 23 for me this week with the idea that Jerry Judy does not play. I think Javante Williams... I have absolutely no idea what to expect other than the fact that he will play. I've got him as running back 21, but if you told me that he played 37% of the snaps on Sunday and Samaje Piran played 52, I would be like, all right, that checks out. And if you said the opposite, then I don't think I think that's crazy either. If I'm hopeful, but I'm not necessarily confident. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I'd rather have both of those guys on my bench until we see how it sorts out this week, but it is a good matchup and it sounds like Javante is going to play a role. I, you know, we're, look where we ranked him. I mean, you're actually highest at 21. He's at least in the RB2 conversation, certainly yeah. at least a flex flyer. Oh, a mile uh, high I, on him. Oh, I see what you did there. Is it because they're playing the Raiders? Do you, think, oh, an app, do you think Apple like has to consider reclassifying us as a comedy podcast? I think I probably you know, like, no, you can, probably can no. filter. Probably, probably no. not. Probably like, not. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Probably. Okay. No one would understand the joke. They'd be like, these guys are not funny. That'd be all the comments. Uh, uh, I don't know. I think you guys are... Maybe I understand comedy nuance and you guys don't. And Maybe that's, that's it. what it is. Yeah. yeah. And you use props. Like, uh, oh, yeah. The microphone. Like you did the, the mic. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you are. That was a Kadarius Tony joke. It was funny. Straight up thespian. That was good. I mean, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, for like a half second, I didn't know what was happening. So you oh. had me. You had oh. me going for a second. I was like, why did he just do Yes. That? Nailed it. Speaking of having you going for a second, bad segue. How yeah, are you just approaching <laughs> these? What are you? What are you doing with these Philadelphia Eagles running backs, guys? I have no idea where that segue came from, but I'm going to go with it. Yeah, let's go with uh, it. I am trying to avoid the Eagles running backs if I can this weekend because yeah. this is my favorite depth chart. It's the only depth chart that's ever mattered in the history of the NFL. The Eagles listed their starting running back as Kenneth Gainwell slash Boston Scott slash DeAndre Swift slash Rashad Penny. Stop it. They did that's, not. They, four the, players. I think they included Trey Sermon in parentheses too, just for fun, just <laughs> yeah. to mess with us. Right? He, he literally can't play on Sunday, but he might start at the same time. He's on IR, so uh, yeah. Um, 
I Which one put, of these ones are you trusting if you're going to throw them in your fantasy lineup? The answer is that's for a me, no for me, dog. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to put any of them in my fantasy lineup. Nope. Uh, if I had to pick, it would be DeAndre Swift, but uh, I don't. I'm, I'm with you guys. It's going. They're going to use them all. They actually are they will, going they will to rotate all these guys. Use all four of those guys. Yes, totally. And I think that you know, like you have to at some point decide what you're looking for out of an Eagles back. If you're looking for the guy that has the chance to rush the ball 12 times for 48 yards and a touchdown, then you are drafting or you, you draft are playing Jalen Rashad Hurts. Penny. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for the running back who might be able to get you between four and five catches a week, it's either DeAndre Swift or Kenneth Gainwell. If you are looking for a running back that is going to score touchdowns, but only in games against the, the Giants, Giants <laughs> draft Broston Scott. So yes, I would avoid if I started. could. Yeah, that's it. All right. Are they playing that they are not playing the Giants on Sunday? We got one Correct. more running back we're going to talk about here within this segment, and that is Alexander Madison as the starter for the Minnesota Vikings week one. He's the new man on the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, oh, hey. Man, you're on fire right now. I am. Delvin Cook no longer Liz there. Listen to the show? We've been, I doubt she listens to the show. I okay. doubt it. But I, I'm, I love Alexander Madison. I drafted him as a low-end RB2 all draft season. Mike, does that mean that I'm good to just put him in my starting lineup here in week one? Yeah, but uh, RB16 going at home against the Bucks, the team we... They have a pretty good rush defense. They, I mean, they? their defense is fine on paper. I think it's borderline, we'll say, 12th maybe best uh, defense on I paper. I worry about them losing their edge without Tom Brady on the other side. Like, I just yeah. like the gravitas of this defense is a little different compared to where it was last year. I think that's where a lot of their talent is, though, on that side no, of the ball, it's which, could, which could help out. So that's fine. But it is in Minnesota. We expect Madison to basically slide into Dalvin Cook's role. And that was a role that yep. made him a fringe RB1 for most of last season. So, uh, yeah, I have uh, RB16 for Madison. I, I think he, he'll he be serviceable. Maybe yep. not the most exciting play, but he's going to get volume, push for 20 touches some weeks. He's fine. You start him. He's not the only guy that we're maybe starting in. Minnesota, obviously we're starting Justin Jefferson, but field you've been all in on Jordan Addison as well this off season. Are you starting him? He scored a touchdown. Oh. I wrote this in really faint ink. You have to have, wait, a, this like, is a meme opportunity. We got to <laughs> screenshot this. Yes. Uh, Addison touchdown. Addison touchdown. That's what it says right there. Yeah. So uh, I'm calling my shot there. Jordan all Addison right. scoring a touchdown week one. You heard week it here one. first. Yeah. yeah. Love it. All right. Field Jason, Mike Clay, Daniel Dopp here on fantasy focus, making our way through the week one lineup. We're talking about the commanders here. Mm. Sam Howell under center, Mike. I'm just like, I'm waiting for the next segue. Like, uh, where's your next good no, segue? I save them. I All save them. Right. I'll, I'll try I'll try okay. to come up with You want to come up with a good one? I'll All see right. if I can fit one in. All right. Well, we've got Terry McLaurin with the commanders was dealing with a turf toe injury. Yeah, Sounds like here. he is going to play in week one, which is something we really like to hear. Upgraded to full participation in practice on Thursday. We'll check out obviously the Friday report, but Hopefully assuming no it stays backs. at full, then he yep. should be good to go on Sunday, which mm-hmm. is great news and perhaps a bit of a draft discount. I saw McLaurin slide a little bit over the past couple of weeks in drafts because mm-hmm. people were weary about him missing a game or two. And because of all the depth that wide receiver it is justifiable right it's not like you're mm-hmm. bypassing Terry McLaurin for some geek off the street it's like do I take Chris Godwin instead totally ex- like explainable pick over somebody like McLaurin if he was going to miss a couple of games he's good to go I actually have both of these wide receivers as top 30 plays mm-hmm. this weekend yeah uh speaking of horses wearing top hats like John Dotson I think is uh is a guy you want to I love you fi- <laughs> was so what no, that- no 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 that was close. That was close. Yeah, that's that that good, good, right? Yeah. 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 Should I nail that? Is that what you were talking about? Definitely like a comedy podcast now. Yeah. If it wasn't before, yeah, yes. now we are. Yeah. you can you know that because no one laughed that's at right. all when I said that. Like no equestrian podcast. Nailed. We're just checking all the boxes. Nailed it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm with you, McLaurin. If he starts, you're always.
starting him. Jahan Dotson, good matchup as well. He's yeah. going to be a vertical threat. Touchdowns will come down from last season. He was way over his head, led all receivers in touchdown rate, but love the matchup against Arizona's uh, corners here. So, yeah, starting both guys. Honestly, Bill, uh, Bills, I was going to move ahead. Horses wearing top hats would be one of the funniest things that I think I could see. If I could ride a horse wearing a top hat, that would be amazing. Good name for a band, too. Oh, my gosh. What a good, crappy band name, Mike Clay. <laughs> I used to use the top hat as my piece in Monopoly often. Are you serious? That, that's why uh, Daniel didn't laugh. He was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that band. Yeah, he's that's like, not funny. Well, yeah, like, watch them last night. Jerk. I'm seeing them <laughs> in October. Come yeah. on. All right, let's talk about the Bills here. We have been talking about. Yeah. Getting one running back. Can we just get one fantasy viable running back mm. from these Buffalo Bills so that yeah. we can start them in fantasy? There's one guy that we have been excited about, Mike Clay, and that has been James Cook. Is this a situation where you can start James Cook here week one as a potential starting running back? I think so, because we talked about offseason hype and vibes and all that, and yeah. they're very good with James Cook. Now, they I know are. Damian Harris missed a lot of time with injury, but... Latavius Murray was hanging around, plays a similar role to uh, Damian Harris. Obviously, Naheem Hines, unfortunately, won't be there this season. It just opens up a lot of room for Cook to be the clear guy. Now, I only have him projected for 14 touches. A little conservatively, he's going up against a good Jets defense, but that's enough for RB23. If you drafted him and you took a shot on him, you, this might be... This might be uh, one of the better values in fantasy this year. Remember, he was a second-round pick last year. He's in a really good offense. If he makes the leap this season, Cook could end up being in that short list of MVP fantasy MVP candidates It's yeah. a real chance. He has a big breakout. James Dalvin cook versus Dalvin James cook on Monday night. Mm-hmm. I, I just it. want to get that out there because it's going to be talked about a ton, obviously over the next three days. So uh, shout out the cooks. Uh, I can't wait to see this, uh, this Aaron Rodgers led jets team, but a reminder I've talked about a couple of days ago, a uh, fading Aaron Rodgers. He's quarterback 16 mm-hmm. on my mm-hmm. board after Patrick Mahomes was removed last night. Uh-huh. So when looking at these bills, I'm starting Josh Allen. Starting Stephon Diggs, starting James Cook. There's yeah. really only two other guys on this roster that I would think about, and that'd probably okay. be Gabe Davis yep. and Dalton Kincaid. Sure. You rolling the dice on either one of them here against the Jets on Monday Night Football? I field? would make a Kincaid consideration if I went very, very, very patiently at that tight end spot. Uh, but I think most people probably ended up drafting a starter ahead of a Dalton better, Kincaid. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, just real quick, Gabe Davis, he's going to... Who's the best wide or cornerback duo in the NFL right now? It might be Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. They play on the perimeter. They don't go in the slot. Uh, Gabe Davis last year lined up on the perimeter 90% of the time. His two stat lines against the Jets, two catches for 33 yards, three catches for 31 yards, no touchdowns. Josh Allen wasn't very productive. It it was consistent. I mean, if you're looking for a solid four points, he's your guy. (laughs) If you just need four, and maybe actually Monday Night Football, you might... Might you be might going need into four it. points. Might be like, I need that My four flex points. option. I could, I could get four points from Gabe Davis, or if I start Dalvin Cook, what if he fumbles the first carry and they're like, you know what? Brees Hall show the rest that's, of the that's day. Right. That's yeah. right. All right, let's move ahead. Talk about the Seahawks. Last year, Geno Smith lit the NFL on fire after not being someone that we could count on from a fantasy perspective for basically the entirety yeah. of his career. He was quarterback five at the end of the year, last season, Field yeah. Gates. This year... Week one, he takes on the Los Angeles Rams, the right. team that Mike Clay has talked about potentially being the worst defense yeah. in the NFL. I don't know how else to be more excited about Geno. He is absolutely a starter for me. He could absolutely smash against the Rams here in week yeah, great one. Great offensive line, great receiver, great receiver trio. Now that Jackson Smith and Jigba is mm-hmm. now going to play on yep. Sunday, good backfield. Although Kenneth Walker, the third downgraded to limited in practice on mm-hmm. Thursday, groin injury. Obviously, keep a close eye on that one. If he sits, Zach Charbonnet all the way up. But back Line to Gino. Lock. Yes, uh, it's gonna. Be, it just. It's a tasty matchup for a guy who's got great weapons. And he was rock solid last year. Now the upside for Gino over the course of this season, I still think is tap relative to the top 
eight or nine or even 10 options that we have at quarterbacks, but a great spot for those that maybe were concerned about whoever their starting quarterback was. This was the perfect streaming option, the best streaming option for week one. Gito Smith in a great spot. Yep. I am prepared to see what the internet has in store for the Rams if they perform this year. Los Angeles Rams, but they're going to add an extra S to that loss in Los Angeles, and they're just going to have a feast with that this year. Oh, wow. Are you mad the Lions don't have their pick this year? No. Why would I be mad? The, the, the Lions don't have the Rams pick this yeah. year? Oh, yes. I'm mad that they don't have the okay. Rams pick this year. Is there a way they can amend that trade and just, just give us one more? Just give us another one. You guys one. don't even care about first-round picks. Who was the last player the Rams took in the first round? Oh, who is it? I don't know. Jared Goff. Oh, no way. Oh, my gosh. Jared Are you talking Goff! about the Jared Goff who has about, never yes. once lost right. to Patrick Mahomes? You're talking Correct. about that Jared Correct. Goff? Jared Goff, who has the best record in the NFL this season, has not lost a game. How mm-hmm. many other has won every game he's played in? How many other quarterbacks can say that? MVP favorite? So yeah. yeah. Right not now? Yeah. a ton. That is a big one. Yeah. All right. So then within the Seahawks team, you're basically starting everyone. Is that kind of where we're at, Mike? Like against the these Rams? Receivers, yes. Yeah. Metcalf, Lockett, Ken Walker, if he goes, Charbonnet, if Walker if doesn't go, go yep. Geno Smith, I like as a streamer. Again, mm-hmm. great matchup against Rams. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're going to talk about a little bit more from this week one in just a minute. But first, hey, college football fans. Yes. I'm going to let you in on a little secret that will help you win game days this season. It's Eckrich smoked sausage. Mm. You're probably asking yourself, could it really be that easy? Well, absolutely it is. Eckrich smoked sausage is crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. They're delicious all by themselves or in any recipe you can dream up. If the word recipe sounds like a lot of work, don't worry, it's not. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple mouthwatering recipes, making your tailgating prep a stress-free event. So there you go. Eckrich smoked sausage is a secret to winning game days. You can thank me later. Visit Eckrich.com for more. All right. Is it lunchtime now? Continuing on. Almost lunchtime. Continuing I mean, on. Did you hear these sickos preview? yesterday on the show talking about not eating until 1 o'clock? What? They don't eat food until 1 oh, o'clock. I did ca- yeah, I did catch that while I was eating. <laughs> <laughs> Having lunch at 11, 12, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you're, no, that's, that's You're normal unreal. and you, you actually eat I have before breakfast. 1 o'clock. I absolutely have breakfast and then uh, a snack, like a protein bar, right. and then lunch well before one o'clock okay, generally just making sure Yeah, i'm on like third meal of the day by then i think yeah. i just broke my earpiece so i can't hear anything Again? right now yeah it happened Feel, this happened yesterday i'm a disruptive no, i'm not guy. joking stefania and i were on our hands and knees all over this studio trying to find the little piece that came out of field's ear it was unreal all i don't right. know if this is going to get fixed in time for the show to be over so i'll just pretend like it's fixed and we yeah. can just yeah you guys you can just yell now. you can just yelling at me you guys can just yell that's how this works he can't hear us all right let's talk about the titans here had a good run whatever big debut in tennessee fields Yates. Yeah, yeah. We got DeAndre Hopkins coming over. Hopefully the Titans are going to utilize him a fair amount as their number <laughs> one wide receiver. Not a lot, but a fair amount, right? Because it is the Titans. Still, That's right. right. I have a question for Mike. You think he draws the Marshall Lattimore yes, fatter if Lattimore plays? I do. Uh, Lattimore missed most of last season. Yeah. He tends to show up for the biggest one-on-one matchup. So if they assign him to Hopkins, which I suspect they will, especially with Traylon Burks being iffy until recently, yeah. uh, I think that's probably going to be the plan. Maybe it hurts the ceiling a little bit, but Honestly, Lattimore is so boom bust that I'm not moving the needle much. I'd still start Hopkins with confidence. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, I've got him as uh, I, the boom bust part was surprising to me. I've got me him as too. wide receiver 22. Um, just throwing the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Is, a lot. Is Marshawn Lattimore just not boom bust against Mike Evans? Is that all I'm thinking about? That's right. He, he is, that's his guy. Like, that's the matchup. Yes. Okay. That is the matchup him. where he really shows up. He does, definitely has a tendency to 
just like we're worried about the matchup because he's going to shadow someone and it's just not a big name and it's not, you know. Yeah. You see that uh, that story that uh, Mike Evans' agent, I guess, there's a there's a deadline of this Saturday to negotiate mm-hmm. a deal for Mike Evans. Marshall Adam was like, yeah, but, but, I don't know, 50 cents an hour? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. That would be a lot, actually. That'd be a, that'd be a bunch. <laughs> Wait, probably not, actually. That'd be terrible money. Uh, yeah, 50 wait, cents an hour. Was yeah. he, uh, he was borderline going viral last night, Evans, or trending because oh, yeah. everyone wants him Trade on the, the Chiefs. Chiefs. Oh, I know. <laughs> I saw that, too. <laughs> That was starting our I remember last year when we traded every running back to the Falcons. Like we were like Josh Jacobs yes. to the Falcons, yeah, yeah. baby. Here we go. Kareem Hunt <laughs> to the Falcons. The Falcons eventually now. took care of it themselves in the draft. Yeah, though. they, they yeah, did the right. Yeah, well, they, the did. Chiefs, they did. Chiefs might have to trade for a receiver if uh, last night continues. Of course, they it may not matter once Kelsey. Seven there. cents in the cap on the cap right now, so uh, they need to just get Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey back. What they need. Touché. Last yeah. thing on the Titans, Traylon Brooks, guy that we were excited about potentially Healthy. coming into a second year. Are you starting him here in Week One, though, Mike? Uh, he's borderline. I think I would rather avoid for this week. Wait Again, and it, see how it looks. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for him. I think there's a non-zero chance. We talked about this in the offseason. There's a non-zero chance. He's our number one receiver. He was a mid-first round pick last year. You expect the year two leap and for him to be the star. I mean, that would be perfect for Tennessee. That's why they yeah. drafted him to be the 1A. And then ideally, uh, Hopkins at this point in his career, maybe, you know, is not uh, maybe the 1B at worst, but sure. there's at least a chance of that. So I'm excited for Burks, but I think especially with the missed time the last month, probably best on your bench for this You know, week. Derrick Henry always gives you an edge to kind of offset this, but this Saints defensive front could totally feast on this very inexperienced Titans offensive line. Makes me nervous about the Titans passing game this weekend, so I have Burks outside my starting wide receiver range. Yeah, Titans O-line in my rankings are, and I think everyone would agree with this yeah. for the most part, 32nd. 32nd. 32nd ranked O-line. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Who is it? Uh, actually, Arizona? They're no, I don't think they're there. Uh, the Rams are down there. Yeah. Uh, Washington's down there. Jacksonville actually is down yeah, there. Believe it or not, yeah. Yeah. Cam yeah. Robinson suspended. Yep. Yeah. yep. All right, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Mike Clay, Jordan Love, gonna get the start under center in the beginning of the Jordan Love era. We'll see how long it lasts. But these Packers are gonna look very different with Love rather than Aaron Rodgers. What are your expectations for week one? Well, here's my analysis on this. So I got a recent copy of Madden from EA. I played a little bit. I always play a few games before the season starts, and I have some time. And I went through a full season, and uh, Jordan Love was like an MVP candidate, led the NFL in passing yards. Shut up. Totally crushed it. Christian Watson had a huge year, so sorry. Uh, You're on the wrong side of that one. No, you got Uh, the wrong So, I mean, all in on Love? I don't don't know. I mean, Matt. You're in uh, love with Love. Um, love. Was that just your ability (laughs) to try to brag about how good you are at Madden? No, I was not the Packers. Okay. I, oh, okay. I got knocked out in the playoffs through a ton of interceptions with Jalen Hurts. It did not go great. Wow. Okay, great. so I, I will say this. I have had this like gnawing, feel, gnawing feeling uh, throughout like the past few weeks about wondering whether or not I have given Jordan Love enough praise mm-hmm. for his potential. And like part of me wonders, like maybe this kid can just freaking sling it. It's going to be really good this year. So now that it's the Friday of week one, I have gotten that off my <laughs> chest and so now i'm accountable if he actually does look great this year he is not inside my starting quarterback rankings for this week it should be noted that that would also be more precarious if christian Watson does not play mm-hmm. he's missed two straight practice with a hamstring injury that does not sound good yeah, romeo dobbs also injured but he did return to practice yesterday sounds like dobbs has a pretty good chance of playing but without christian watson even a good matchup against the bears 
hard to put first time full-time starter Jordan Love in your fantasy lineup. I agree. He should be on benches or waivers at this point. I'm fine. Uh, end of the bench. We'll see how he plays. Uh, if Christian Watson is out, you're looking for a DFS punt. Jaden Reed is Jayden interesting, especially with Dobbs having missed time. If Watson's out, totally. very inexperienced group. He's a second round pick and he'll see a lot of targets if Watson's out. And even with Love under center, we still expect these running backs to continue to kind of be the running backs we saw last year. Aaron Jones mm-hmm. looks like a top 10 running back for us. Should be utilized in this passing game uh, with the way that he is. And, and A.J. Dillon probably going to just reclaim that same A.J. Dillon role that he had last year. He's going to have yeah. like way more carries than you actually want him to exactly. as Aaron Jones manager. But he's a good player. He's a big part of their offense. And like he does some things pretty darn effectively. He's a, he's a good football player. The only question I have with this backfield, it could very much be status quo to last year. Same thing. Aaron Jones is 28, so maybe a little I less. More Dillon. Yeah. It's he's something so to think about. I, I, I'm not, I didn't really move the needle much, but uh, they were interested in Jonathan Taylor. That was widely yeah. reported. I wonder what that means if there was a re- like if Taylor comes in, that's really bad news for these guys. So what, were, what are they thinking? I man? thought it was. I, I would say this. Like my sort of like informed speculation on that was a couple things here. I know this sounds ridiculous. Played in Wisconsin, familiar face, mm-hmm. right? Like hometown thing. Uh, beyond that, uh, quarterback that you just don't know yet. Still, right? Give him as much stuff around you, and then both. Uh, AJ Dillon and I mean Aaron Jones is a free agent after this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. AJ Dillon, same thing. So like it's sort of a future planning, even when it might make things complicated for the present. Yeah, I was wondering if might they might send Dillon back in that deal actually with the Would contract have made coming up. So yeah. uh, that's something that's interesting. And by the way, the Taylor sweepstakes is not over yet. I mean, someone could still trade for him. So, yeah, you know, it's just it, on it, pause for a month because no matter where he gets traded, he can't play right, until yeah. week five. Yeah. Does it feel like that's going to pick back up? I do not think so. You don't think so? So not, think not he so. reports in week eight well, or something? Or? Uh, I think it's, yeah, more like a half okay. season. Type yes. okay. Him and All Chris right. Jones will show up in week eight. <laughs> we got one last thing to talk about here, and that is Justin Fields and the Bears after a monster season last year. Yeah, Bears! He was unreal with his legs. We've talking about how we want to continue to see him get better with his arm. They added Chase Claypool to this offense last year. At the very end of last year, they obviously added DJ Moore as a part of a draft day trade or just before the draft day trade. Justin Fields, my quarterback five for week one. Okay. Field, I don't know. When I think about him, I don't know what else you need to see other than it doesn't make a difference to me. Even if his passing game isn't what I hope it's going to be, he still has the floor built into his game because of his rushing ability. Yeah, and we're, so we're wondering what this Bears offense looks like, similar to what with we talked about it. with the Ravens at the beginning of the show, right? Beyond that, though, Justin Fields in college was an awesome passer. Now, he was yeah. throwing to just a bunch of future first-round picks, but still, like, he had six passing touchdowns against Clemson in the college football playoff national semifinal. Like, the billing on Justin Fields coming out of college was not elite runner with serviceable throwing. It was elite thrower who had more upside as a runner than mm-hmm. he had shown because Ohio State didn't need to run him all that much. So perhaps he reverts back to his college form here, runs enough because he is a great athlete, and then throws to a much improved group of pass catchers, Mike. Some questions about the offensive line right now in Chicago still, specifically the interior. Mm-hmm. But this team on paper looks like easily one of the most improved in the entire league. Yeah, I think the simple math here is he was already a mid-range QB1 yep. with uh a high fantasy ceiling last year. A handful of elite games for sure. Remember, he was winning us. Yeah, their number time one DFS receiver production. from last year isn't even on the roster anymore. Right, and and that's where Dante I was going. Next. So yeah. he was already a mid range QB one in that situation with a really poor group of pass catchers, and now he's still going to run a lot. That's not going to change. That's yep. part of his DNA. He's still in his prime, but his pass catchers are substantially better. Mm-hmm. So how do we move him down from that? I, I mean, know. he's a mid range QB one at worst from a fantasy perspective. 
yeah, it must start. Dante Pettis was his top wide receiver okay, last well, year. Well, I mean, at times. I mean, it was Equinemius St. Brown, Brown and, yeah. right? And like, I feel yeah. like Mooney was hurt. For Cole Komet finished as like the best fantasy like receiving option for him within this offense. Like that shouldn't happen again this year. Although I do like Cole Komet. I, ideally, I'd rather not start him this week if I can help it. There are other guys that I would rather play at that position. But I think it's interesting to be able to see the way that Justin Fields, same way that you talked about with Lamar Jackson Field, how is this going to be different this year? How can we see him take that next step as a passer? Because we know everything that he can do as a runner. I'm excited to see the way that this mm-hmm. looks. All right. That's going to do it for us today. We have something we have to remind people, though, that are listening to this right now. Right. We're watching on the YouTube stream or the Twitter stream. All right. We are on TV now, Monday and Friday. So this now, show is no actually the that. first show that will be on TV, two o'clock Eastern time on ESPN two. The Deuce, baby, can go see check my it out. Amazing tan. Look yes, at that's right. Uh, you are very tan. I didn't realize how tan I was. I know. We're very dark. It's, it's wow. nice when you have a huge pool and like that's what know. it is. Yeah. Thanks for the invite again. Yeah. Uh, but yes, check out this show Mondays and Fridays throughout the season on ESPN, 2, t- 2 p.m. Eastern time. I get it. You probably already listened to the podcast. We're so grateful for that. Maybe you watched the live stream. But guys, this is a cool moment for this show that like mm-hmm. when I started here, we were in a radio studio doing yes, stuff we with no video. Like it's been wonderful to see. We have so much support. The support for the fantasy product at ESPN has never been stronger. So we mm-hmm. can't wait to see what that looks like on Mondays and Fridays. Humble feel there. He's like, oh, when I got here, it was just some I small know. thing in a little studio. Now we're on ESPN. <laughs> what a jerk I am. Yeah, I, we get it. No, we get it. Yeah, right. well, what was it like Tall when field? you started? Uh, it was in a shed down the street. Down we were even allowed on yeah. campus. Yeah, we were yeah. just like in some abandoned warehouse yeah. somewhere. You but had to I, ride I a horse with a top hat that. just to I'm get so to mad at myself. <laughs> Should be noted also, speaking of ESPN2, Sunday morning, Fantasy Football Now That's is right. back. I can't but wait. Fantasy Football Now this week specifically. We'll start over on ESPN News. We'll jump over to ESPN2. Around 1130 is the, the early word here. So uh, make sure you just have uh, your TV remote by you uh, and just be able to toggle back and forth between ESPN News and ESPN2. But 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, 10 p.m. will be a late start for a show that uh, would like to cover all things fantasy. So, uh, yeah, can't wait, though. The crew is back. These two gentlemen, Stefania, of course, Damian Woody, can't wait for Mm -hmm. what's ahead. Also really excited to add our good friend Al Zeidenfeld going to be joining us to do some DFS content. Football now. So really pumped to be able to add that. Anything you guys are looking forward to Look like just week one yeah. in general, like final things before we leave. I mean, I already got what I wanted. I got a okay. lion's yeah. dub, you know, what do you yeah, mean? So I listened to the show yesterday, which I almost never do if I'm not on because I'm just a busy I, guy. I'm proud and, you did you knowing know, you so, took the lions, uh, but you guys did your fantasy MVP picks for the show and they were all awful. I mean, it's Garrett Wilson. <laughs> I mean, this was the easiest call and I'm listening to you guys like, what are they talking about? Garrett Wilson. He's the, he's the guy this year. He's yeah. Got, it's going to happen. I can't wait Garrett for Garrett Wilson, Wilson to go like three twenty one and zero that's on Monday what, oh, night. Get locked down. But that's Tredavious on the first drive. He's doing that in the first. Drive so, with, wow, against a Tredavious White shadow. If you draft a Garrett Wilson, you're going to be happy this year. Okay. Very happy. What about you, Field? Do you get one thing in week one? What is it that you want to come Monday to Night Football, Jets, Bills on ESPN. Bills win comfortably. So pumped. That's right. That. Mm. You, you heard me? So? Yeah. yeah. This I, Bills I mean, team is yeah. being overlooked right now, my friends. I Josh agree. Allen, great train. They, they lost three great. games by eight total points last mm-hmm. year. I get it. They flamed out in the playoffs. But this Bills team, watch out. Yep. Yikes. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on Fantasy Focus. Field Jates at Field Jates on the X at Mike Clay NFL. My name is at Daniel Dopp on X as well. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you guys. Can't wait to be back in week two. We will see you guys next week. Monday. Woohoo. So do you want me to just write your segues from now on? Should I just I, do that? I, you know what? I just want you to do a little bit of prep before you come to yeah, the show. Yeah, it's about Mike. time Mike does some prep. I, I thought I nailed that segue. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I thought I would just take that. That could be my job now. Yeah, the Segway Master. 
Yeah. Not a mystery, the one that we depend on for all our podcast needs. Graduate, full sell you, Alliance fan through and through. With the hippest beard, I'm telling you, he's dead.